Join Dennis Seagrave for Den at Ten. Hello again. Well, it's been a strange and fairly eventful week. It's started off quite normally. Everything going, bit of shopping where we can, when we can. Usually only come out one day a week to do that though, we don't go too often, we just do one main shop a week and then if anything happens in between times we just go to the local little shops, the ones just down the road from us really I suppose. There again, there and back's a good mile and a half walk, it's useful for us. As I say it started normally but... We were driving back from doing the main shop and Elaine's phone pinged. It was a text from my daughter. Can we borrow the Vax? Other carpet cleaners are available, of course. Yes, can I borrow the Vax? My immediate reaction was... To Elaine, I said, who's got it now? Because although the Vax does belong to us, we bought it, it is very rarely in residence in our garage. Usually one or other of the family have got it somewhere, and if anybody else wants it or we want it, we have to work out who had it last. Fortunately, we knew where it was this time. Elaine's son had got it, cleaning the carpets in the house he's just moved into. But this isn't the only one. Elaine and myself uh, got a wallpaper stripper many years ago. And that has done more service in other people's houses than it has in ours. It's one of those things, similarly to the Vax, that if we want to use it, I go out to the garage to see if we've got it, and if not, have to work out whereabouts it is and who had it last, so as we can go round and please may we borrow our paper stripper back. It's one of these things where you fill it with water and it boils the water and steam shoots out and loosens the paper off the wall. a similar thing with some loppers as I bought many years ago extendable handled cutting reasonable sized branches off bushes and small trees it's mainly my daughter that borrows those but you lose track of what's happening I've got rid of a lot of the taller bigger shrubs and bushes in our garden got one or two left but just before Christmas there was something that wanted doing and I thought I'll go and do that strolled down to the shed and went to where I normally keep the loppers and they're not there okay there's only one possibility where they are so I phoned my daughter Er, uh, oh I don't know didn't we give them your back Nope. And this is quite a regular scenario. They've got a big hedge and a couple of trees at the bottom of their garden, so they 
borrow the loppers quite frequently to keep it tidy. The only problem is they neglect to bring them back. So when I come to do a job, the job has to wait until I can get my loppers back. But I think I've cured that one. I bought them a set of loppers for Christmas last year. I thought that was the limit of what we'd done with things like that. Till I was in the garage the other day and I, I keep one or two things on the, the rafters of the garage. I've got a, a proper extending ladder and I've got a fairly tall set of step ladders that we use for decorating and such like. But when we left the shop we got a set of two just a two step high steps just to reach up to the higher shelves in the shop manoeuvrable and easy to carry about well to save getting the big ladders out in the garage when I want anything I've been using these small steps just to get high enough up to reach the rafters and get whatever I want I was in there the other day and I thought, oh yes, I'll get that. No steps. They're always kept there. So I came in, I said to Elaine, have you got any idea where the steps have gone out the garage duck of you using them? Ah. Did you want them? No, I'm just stuck taking and wondered where they were. Of course I want them. Ah. My son's got them doing his house up. I'm thinking this is great. We've got all these different bits of kit that we've bought over the years and whenever we want them, somebody else has got them. We'll have to have a rethink about what we do. It's no good. Anyway, the week continued. Different things cropping up. The government had announced the what does he call it, a road plan for easing off the lockdown and getting things moving again, giving anticipated dates where things can happen. Nothing rigid and fixed, but hopefully if things continue, these are the dates we're looking at. The first thing this set off to me was the president of the local quiz league, of which I'm chairman, phoned me up and said, well, with this easing of regulations, we should be fine to start our quiz league as normal in the autumn. Yeah. Can you get emails out to people and see whether it's going to be viable to run it, whether people are going to partake this year? Well, I sort of talked over the suggestions with him and where we were so I thought okay it's a long while till the autumn when we'll start the league if it gets going again but in the meantime we've got to get question setters people who are willing to do the questions get them all organised and ready so that we're in line for a start up So I 
put a bit of a email together and sent it to all the team's representatives. Will you have a team? Are they all willing to turn out? Because I know some of the players aren't willing to turn out until they're really, really satisfied that the virus and the infections are over. I know some of the ones that are close to my team finished early when the pandemic first started. They got other health problems and they weren't going to risk turning out even before the lockdowns and the restrictions were imposed. Can't fault them. If I was in that position, I'd be the same. The other point being, of course, that so many of the pubs have been closed for that long, would they have a pub to open to quiz from? Anyway, it all settled itself down and we came to the conclusion that between us all, we would start at the normal time of year, late September, possibly October, depending on how many teams entered. The fewer the teams, the shorter the season, obviously, so we could afford to start a bit later. But yeah, we got a promising response. There was only one team that said they didn't think they'd be playing. Their pub had closed and there wasn't a reasonable alternative nearby that was willing to have a quiz team. So we can get on with planning, as I say, question setters, venues, formats of the quiz and everything else. We change it every couple of years. We change the format to what the questions are about, how the questions are set. So that's ticking away nicely now. Then I had an email from the Chesterfield Canal Trust. They'd looked at all the information and they'd sent a thing out to the volunteers saying when they hoped to be able to get down and service the boats, maintain the boats, get them clean and tidy, when they could hope to start taking passengers about again. This was pleasing to me and I started looking at the dates and working out what was going to happen. Then I had a phone call from the boat manager of the particular boat that I volunteer on and work on. We exchanged our views on what was happening and how we'd tried last year to socially distance on the boat and could we achieve doing some trips even with reduced numbers. But it's such a small area inside a narrow boat that it wasn't possible. We abandoned all thoughts of taking passengers and doing pleasure trips. It wasn't possible. One of the pleasing things that came out of these conversations with the Canal Trust was that they're looking for more boat skippers. Without a qualified skipper you can't take a boat out. Now this was something I wanted to work towards last year and of course it was all cut short. I didn't get a chance to do the full training. I mean I can handle a boat, I can steer a boat. In the years I've been involved with boating I've taken several boats out. 
and over the course of the last 18 months I've manoeuvred the trip boat at Chesterfield either with or without passengers on several occasions never a problem I can do that I can do some of the maintenance bits of the boat I've had my hand down in the cold water under the weed hatch trying to free things that have jammed onto the propeller what I haven't got though is my St John certificate expired a long long time ago so I need a revision of first aid training and I need to be able to prove that I know where such things as the gas shut-off switch, the fuel shut-off are, how all the electrics are connected and where the switches and everything are for those. I can do things on the boat, but I've got to do it with a qualified skipper with me. I can't do it on my own. If I get fully qualified, I can go down to where the boat is permanently moored while it's not in use. I can go and collect it, start it up, do all the necessary engine checks and everything on it, then bring it down to the visitor centre where we can start operating with passengers. Then at the end of the day I can take the boat back and moor it up safely for storage. I would love to be able to do all of that. I would love to have it. Each time we've taken a boat out, either at Chesterfield or one that we've hired to go on holiday I like to think I know what I'm doing this certificate will prove that I know what I'm doing it will please me if I can get qualified like that a couple of days after all of this flurry I got deluge of emails coming back to me replying to the ones I'd sent out so yet again I had to acknowledge all of these emails have been flying backwards and forwards out of our laptop most of the week now responding to queries about the quiz league or talking to people about the boat trips it will be good though to think we've got it all under control and we can get out and do these things. I think one of the things that is fairly certain is that by November we'll have got it all sorted and we could do the Santa trips at Chesterfield which I would really look forward to doing. As I've said before I've done Santa many a times in different places until I decided one day as I didn't want to do it anymore as Santa but doing the trips on the boat and just being a looking after customers helping them on and off the boat and getting them settled then letting the helpers in the saloon deal with them once they're on the boat and gone down the steps and then taking the boat out and stopping under the tunnel so that they can take photos of the Santa's Grotto with just the lights on in the grotto and not out in the daylight. I thoroughly enjoy it. And I missed it not doing it last year. Hopefully earlier in the year, during the summer, we can do the 
cream tea trips or the Sunday lunch type trips. We go a bit further on those than we do with the Santa trips. We'd love to do those as well. It's lovely to, particularly when the children get on and they're all excited and they come off with a big smile on their face and a little present from Santa under their arm. It's good to think as you've given that little bit of pleasure just for that afternoon. As I'm talking to you again today, I'm looking out of the patio windows and there's bright sunshine all over the garden. Starting to see buds bursting. A little Japanese type bush that Elaine bought many years ago is just starting to burst out into its pink blossom. Strange little bush, it comes out with a bright pink blossom before any leaves ever appear. Sits there on the corner of the patio radiantly showing off its colours. One or two other bits and pieces are showing. I noticed the fuchsia that we bought, a miniature fuchsia, fuchsia we bought in Cornwall last year is just starting to sow fresh shoots coming up. A horizontal fir bush that Elaine bought while we were away. It went very brown over the winter and I thought we've lost that but it's greening up and looks a treat again now. The only problem is I'm looking at other parts and I'm thinking I've got to prune that. I've got to prune that. I've got to tidy that up. I've got a little looks like a step ladder but on each step is a couple of bonsai plants in little pots and I'm looking at those and thinking they want repotting this year take them out of the pots trim the roots down then repot them keeps them neat and tidy with fresh growth but doesn't let them grow beyond their bonsai state a lot to do this time but having said that, I'm looking down at the archway at the bottom with the climbing rows at each side. That had really got out of hand last year, so towards the back end of the summer I pruned that right down. Where there was a mass of foliage and branches smothering the weather vane we've got down there with the witch sitting on her broomstick. I can now see through it completely. I think I probably overdid it a little bit, but it's such a vigorous climbing rose, it'll soon get going again. Yeah, pond needs all the ponds and little pools we've got, the lion's head trough and the main cascade and pond all want cleaning out, get all the fallen leaves out of them that have dropped in over the winter and fallen to the bottom of the ponds. Won't take long, they're not big they're not big things. It'll be so much nicer once it's all done. I suppose what I'm trying to get at, what I'm trying to 
do as I think about what I'm talking about is that not only is it the spring of this year, the start of the season, new growth, new life, fresh beginnings, it's also the start of looking beyond Covid and lockdowns. We can see things starting to get underway, starting to come out of the dark time we've been in. Schools go back tomorrow. That's a start. Let's just hope that as people start to mix again, we don't go berserk and all charge off to the seaside or into the countryside and all congregate and set it off again. A bit of common sense would be nice. Having said that, the next thing I'm doing is booking my caravan in to get this little bit of a repair work done on it and then I shall be looking to get out and about with that at the earliest opportunity. Having said that, we usually go on the smaller certified locations. Only five vans allowed on those and plenty of spacing in between them. Most of them don't have shared facilities like toilets and showers, so we're in our own little space using our own toilet shower within the van. And that's the hope for all of us, really. I've just reflected this week on what's happened and how it's encouraged me that different people are looking to get things going again, getting to get the world back together. Particularly with the canal trips and the quiz league, we're trying to involve people and get them back enjoying themselves. Get back to a social life, not shuttered. There's a lot to look forward to this year now. A lot to look forward to. I'm just pleased as we're all still here and able to go on with it. One thing I haven't mentioned is the theatre group. Still get odd emails and odd little messages from them. And yes, it would be nice to get those back together again. Get back into rehearsals. Hoping I've not gone off in my memory and can't remember my words and my lines which was always my strong point. I wasn't necessarily the most brilliant of actors, although to blow my own trumpet I wasn't bad, but I could remember my lines. I could remember my speeches, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, I've not got a lot of comedy news or reminiscences or anything from this time just filling you in on what a busy week it's turned out to be most unexpectedly I had got things in my head to talk about this week but all these have cropped up and I thought yeah I'll let you know that people like myself who try and do things that will entertain others are starting to look beyond 
we're starting to think about when we can start things. So I'll leave it at that for this week. I'll have a think about what I'm doing for next week and I won't be distracted. I'll come up with something more of a tale and more of a story to tell. But I just wanted you to know that we're thinking of the future and we're working at it. Ta-da for now.